Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Matthew 27. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, you are holy, you are just, you are right, and my sins have put up a wall between me and you, and you solve that problem by taking my sins and putting them on Jesus. And he died for my sins. He took my punishment. He didn't deserve that. Thank you. Amen. Matthew 27. Now when it was early morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus in order to put him to death. And after tying him up, they led him away and handed him over to Pilate the governor. Then, when Judas, the one who had betrayed him, saw that he had been condemned, he regretted what he had done and returned the thirty silver coins to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. But they said, What is that to us? You see to it. And throwing the silver coins into the temple, he departed, and he went away and hanged himself. But the chief priests took the silver coins and said, It is not permitted to put them into the temple treasury, because it is blood money. And after taking counsel, they purchased with them the potter's field for a burial place for strangers. For this reason, that field has been called the field of blood until today. Then what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled, who said, And they took the thirty silver coins, the price of the one who had been priced, on whom a price had been set by the sons of Israel, and they gave them for the potter's field, just as the Lord directed me. So Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, You say so. And when he was being accused by the chief priests and the elders, he answered nothing. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they are testifying against you? And he did not reply to him, not even with reference to one statement, so that the governor was very astonished. Now, at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release one prisoner to the crowd, the one whom they wanted. And at that time, they had a notorious prisoner named Jesus Barabbas. So, after they had assembled, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release for you, Jesus Barabbas, or Jesus who is called Christ? For he knew that they had handed him over because of envy. And while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent a message to him, saying, Have nothing to do with that righteous man, for I have suffered much as a result of a dream today because of him. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the crowds that they should ask for Barabbas and put Jesus to death. So the governor answered and said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, What then should I do with Jesus, the one who is called Christ? They all said, Let him be crucified. And he said, Why? What wrong has he done? But they began to shout even louder, saying, Let him be crucified. So Pilate, when he saw that he was accomplishing nothing, but instead an uproar was developing, took water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this man. You see to it. And all the people answered and said, His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas for them. But after he had Jesus flogged, he handed him over so that he could be crucified. 
Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's residence and gathered the whole cohort to him. And they stripped him and put a scarlet military cloak around him. And weaving a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and put a reed in his right hand. And kneeling down before him, they mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spat on him and took the reed and repeatedly struck him on his head. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the military cloak and put his own clothes on him and led him away in order to crucify him. And as they were going out, they found a man of Cyrene named Simon. They forced this man to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull, they gave him wine mixed with gall to drink. And when he tasted it, he did not want to drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his clothes among themselves by casting lots. And they sat down and were watching over him there. And they put above his head the charge against him in writing, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. And those who passed by reviled him, shaking their heads and saying, The one who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. In the same way also the chief priests, along with the scribes and elders, were mocking him, saying, He saved others. He's not able to save himself. He is the King of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now if he wants to, because he said, I am the Son of God. And in the same way, even the robbers who were crucified with him were reviling him. Now, from the sixth hour, darkness came over the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of those who were standing there when they heard it said, This man is summoning Elijah. And immediately one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with sour wine and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. But the other said, Leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah is coming to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and gave up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook, and the rocks were split. And the tombs were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. Now the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus, when they saw the earthquake and the things that took place, were extremely frightened, saying, Truly this man was God's son. And there were many women there observing from a distance who had followed Jesus from Galilee, serving him, among whom were Mary Magdalene, and Mary the mother of James, and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. Now, when it was evening, a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph came, who also was a disciple of Jesus himself. This man approached Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be given to him, and Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and placed it in his own new tomb, that he had cut in the rock. And he rolled a large stone to the entrance of the tomb and went away. Now Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there, sitting opposite the tomb. 
Now on the next day, which is after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees assembled before Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember that while that deceiver was still alive, he said, After three days I will rise. Therefore give orders that the tomb be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples come and steal him and tell the people, He has been raised from the dead, and the last deception will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard of soldiers. Go, make it as secure as you know how. So they went with the guard of soldiers and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. The chapter begins with the leaders taking counsel in the morning, probably a more formal legal one than what happened at night. And then they take Jesus to Pilate. We have the story about Judas expressing his remorse. This is similar to Peter, who cried bitterly after denying Jesus at the end of the last chapter. Judas starts by trying to return the money, and in verse 4 he says, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. But they said, What is that to us? You see to it. So Judas finds that the money he wanted and the leaders he pleased have all turned against him. So he just throws the money down and goes and hangs himself. So then we have Jesus before Pilate, and just like the night before, the one charge that stuck was that he was the son of God. So before Pilate, there's one charge that sticks, and that's king of the Jews. Of course, Pilate realizes that Jesus is innocent of crimes against Rome and tries to release him, but the Jewish leaders won't have it. So Pilate tries to set up a way out by offering to release Jesus as a special pardon and gives the other option as Barabbas, who everyone knew was guilty. However, the leaders and the crowd ask for Barabbas and ask for Jesus to be crucified. So Pilate says the blame is on them, but he orders the flogging and execution anyway because he doesn't want to riot on his hands. So he shows up as weak in this story as well. Then the Roman soldiers mock Jesus as the king of the Jews and The writing that Pilate put over Jesus on the cross said, King of the Jews. We see so many people mocking Jesus, the Roman soldiers, the crowds passing by, the scribes and elders, even the robbers crucified with them. And then we see God's response, darkness. Matthew reports the one saying of Jesus on the cross, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then, after some hours, Jesus gave up his spirit. Then there was an earthquake, the temple curtain was torn in two, tombs were opened, and the centurion says, Truly, this man was God's son. We see the women there observing, and Joseph of Arimathea asking for Jesus' body, putting it in his own new tomb. So we see some some people who are not the mockers, some people who are true to Jesus here. And then... We have the leaders worried that Jesus' body will be stolen. So they ask Pilate for a guard for the tomb. It's funny, they couldn't understand Jesus' statement about rebuilding the temple in three days before, and now suddenly they realize, oh, we need to make sure that Jesus stays dead because of the things that he said about rising from the dead on the third day. And now for a deeper dive. What was the worst part of the cross for Jesus? In Jesus' words, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
did God the Father really forsake Jesus? Well, we know this is a quote from Psalm 22. Psalm 22 starts, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you far from helping me? Far from the words of my groaning. Oh, my God, I call out by day and you do not answer, and by night, but I have no rest. Psalm 22 really describes what Jesus was going through when he was on the cross. In verse 7 of Psalm 22, All who see me mock me. They open wide their lips. They shake their heads, saying, He trusts in Yahweh. Let him rescue him. Let him deliver him, because he delights in him. And then down in verse 18, They divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Yahweh, do not remain distant. O my help, hasten to help me. So we could say that Jesus is just pointing us to look at this psalm, but the whole point of the psalm is the rejection by God. Did Jesus have to go through rejection by God as he carried our sins on the cross? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexum is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.